Hello. Hi. Uh, hello, and welcome back to my show. Welcome back to your show. Uh, I'm Jerry Trashcan. They found me in the trash. Okay, so Frank's got to go in an hour. In an hour. Well, that's good. That's how long this is, right? More or less. Ostensibly, yeah. The, the runtime. My dog is going to be shrieking for the duration, so just right, be who aware. Who cares? Of that. Who cares? That's fine. People like the dog. dogs. We got we got construction. Tim's probably going to have some ambulances. Yeah, yeah. My, my ambulances are really funny though, because it's like being in a Grand Theft Auto game. <laughs> yeah, oh, we'll get to that. are here learn how to engage baby's brain with play this is episode 211 okay. of insert credit a relentless array of video game topics presented weekly to a panel of experts within the stern guidance of a horrible buzzer you should, you should present them strongly instead yeah. of weekly that's what i think okay keep going sorry <laughs> i appreciate that feedback brandon i will take it into consideration going forward okay. Okay. i'm alex jaffe and my main in the warner brothers multiverses platform fighter will be the munchkin coroner from the wizard of Oz. Ooh, uh my name is frank Zafaldi. my main in the warner brothers smash smash warners is uh uh tom and jerry at the same time uh, i think that's actually in the game oh that's a confirmed fighter yeah oh. that's in there Wait, what is this game? Is this a real game? Yeah, multiverses. It was just announced today. Oh, yeah. man. It's real. I hate when I say jokes and they're real. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at the list. Uh, hello? Hello? Uh, my name is uh, Tim Rogers, and uh, I guess my main in the uh, Warner Brothers multiverses <laughs> game. Uh, I'm looking at him. I'm just going to say Batman. I don't care. Yeah. Also a non-joke answer. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm looking at the real roster right now. Real yeah. answer, real answer. There's there's Harley Quinn is in there, too. Mm -hmm. Steven Universe, Shaggy, Tom and Jack Jerry, Wonder Woman, Jake the Dog, Bugs Bunny, Finn the Human, mm -hmm. Arya Stark from Game of Thrones for some reason. She'll be in there. I wonder if there's costumes like you could do like movie Shaggy. Oh, that's that's sick. Yeah. Well, like Matthew Lillard is voicing Shaggy. Does that mean anything to anyone but Jaffe? He played Shaggy in the movie. Wow. Frank Cipaldi just revealed he never saw Uva Bowles in the name of the king. Yeah. Uh, dungeon <laughs> stage too. I, I have to admit it. I'm sorry. You actually, you know what? You owe it to yourself. Thinking you know something about video game history and you haven't seen <laughs> Uva Bowles in the name of the king. A Dungeon Siege tale too. Starring Dolph Lundgren. Come on. Wow. We have one more person on this show. It's me, Brandon Sheffield. Hello. How are you doing? So, my real answer is uh, Pinhead. Is Pinhead in there? I mean, I don't know if. Well, we'll see. We'll see where I'm I was going. Just assuming all Warner Brothers related characters. Yeah, we're so yeah, that's that, the premise yes, of the bit. That's, that's the why premise. I said the coroner Munchkin from The Wizard of Oz. I'm still yeah. going for Batman, dude. I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. Like the Munchkin wasn't a real one? No, that was not a real one. So I'm, I'm going to be Pinhead because Pinhead was in Space Jam 2. Yeah. So obviously. They got that locked up. Well. He's got such sight to show you. My joke answer is I will main Shaggy because he's boombastic. <laughs> there you go. He is Mr. Boombastic. That's All right. Thing. That's something to say, I guess. <laughs> I did it. It's over now. <laughs> we did it. Can't, can't take it back. The intro is finished. Our first question comes from our guest on last week's episode, Jenna Stieber, no. who asked an old chestnut, what's the worst video game sound effect? Now, this is well-trodden territory by us, misophonia and chewing and all that. 
So I'd like to ask a variant, what's the most hilariously incongruous sound in video? Hilariously? Or just a, an inappropriate sound effect. So wait, we've asked what's the worst video game sound effect before. What was the answer? Chewing. It's chewing. Ah, yeah, okay, okay. That's not where, if we're sticking to electronic video game, video gamey sound effects, I want to argue that the ring sound effect in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I mean, it's the same in all the games. In Sonic the Hedgehog 2, it's particularly egregious because in order to stand out in the mix with mm -hmm. the music, it has a horrible, horribly high-pitched quality that just ruins your ability to play the game with headphones on. Or nice headphones, anyway. Well, and, and it pans left and right as you collect them, too. Oh, yeah. it's uh, It's got a whole lot of sinisterness in it, and uh, I would argue that's uh, that's the worst. I don't mind it. You should. What comes to mind for me is uh, Symphony of the Night. A lot of the sound effects in there just feel like they're from an early not even flash game like what was the precursor to flash like shockwave or whatever like it just mm -hmm. early web sound effects like when you when you transform into uh mist or whatever it, it sounds like you just got a lucky bonus on a match three that's true i was just playing symphony of the night somewhat recently because i've got this fancy playstation over here and a lot of that the sound effects sound like they came from one of those like 500 crazy cartoon sound effects cds yeah sounds like a library a lot of just like the basic impact sounds and uh it's pretty awful i love it though so whatever yep <clears throat> well i think the animal crossing new horizons sound when you change your tool uh when you use the d-pad to cycle between shovel bug net fishing rod vaulting pole and ladder i think that sound effect sounds so bizarre it sounds like a Sesame Street video game sound effect, like a Commodore 64 Sesame Street video game sound. And the sound effect uh, uh, elsewhere in uh, Animal Crossing is so perfect. It's just so beautiful. A rare fumble. In a game with such great great music and, and sound design, it's, it's, that's a very odd sort of choice. I don't like that sound. I don't know if it's hilarious, though. No. Are we using hilariously in the internet way, where it's just, uh, it means very? No, I mean, a sound effect that's funny to hear, because you don't expect it. It's not funny, but I mean that dumb jerk sound. Whenever it still gets used, I'm like, wow. The the jump sound in, in Quake 2 is good. The guy goes, huh, like that. Nathan Drake has a couple weird yells in Uncharted 2. That just sound bizarre. Speaking of that kind of stuff, Shining Force 3 on the Saturn, when the uh, Ta. <laughs> when the protagonist does his special attack. Ta. Ta. <laughs> yeah, that's a good like one. Like he's thanking a British person. It's like he's asking a question, and the question it's is It's so ta. weird. It's ta? such a... Ta? Yeah, that's, that's a good weird sound effect. Again, that comes down to, to bad voice acting. I think Nathan Drake making a long jump while freely hanging... Uh, and he, you know, ask nine out of 10 rock climbers will tell you, don't try that. Uh, yeah. when he just goes ha! like that. <laughs> it's really good. Cause he's normally just, you know, he's like the, he's like the definition of cool. This guy will kill a hundred people, you know, without breaking a God darn sweat, his hands, no tremor. Yet you make a jump from that hanging position. Again, rock climbers will attest perhaps impossible to make yeah. that maneuver. Just like that it's it's really <laughs> i had to turn my head a full 180 degrees from my microphone to communicate it correctly i love that one i used to laugh at that one that's very and good. then uh, mario and super mario galaxy occasionally goes Meow, when he climbs <laughs> yeah. up a ledge which makes that's no true. sense he does <laughs> that, if we call those sound effects I would. And I would say when when uh, Chris Pratt was announced as the voice of Mario 
and there were some people daring to insinuate that Charles Martinet got burned, uh, got, <laughs> got like snubbed by this. These, uh, some of these people were, were, were excellent jokesters and others were, they were like dead serious. And it was really sad. This man yeah. has played this role for 25 years. It's like, I don't know, man, give me Chris Pratt over that guy. Have you heard him try to speak a full sentence in the Mario voice? Oh, it's horrifying. We, we've had this conversation on this show, yeah. He would be responsible for an ocean's worth of early onset dementia <laughs> oh, if yeah. any children sat through 90 minutes of that. So anyway, I defended Chris Pratt uh, cursorily by saying Charles Martinet wasn't doing voice acting. He was making sound effects. So I, I, so I posit the Mario meow is That's the most meow. And uh, I got to add something in, even though we're past buzzer, I think uh, David Hayter should play Mario. That's oh, a good yeah. one, yes. He's, he actually, he was pretty good as Lupin the Third. if you listen to there his go. recent Lupin the Third dub. So uh, there's that. I don't listen to no dubs. This week was the 20th anniversary of the original Xbox. How do you remember the birthday? Um, I'm just going to say, uh, apropos of this, that uh, I win. Brandon Sheffield and uh, Alex Jaffe. My copy of Nier remains sealed oh yeah and i will now never have to open it because yeah, it's 4k 60 fps i yeah. waited all this time to play it yeah. and now it is 4k 60 fps all i had to do was wait 11 years and i win i would posit that <clears throat> i win because my open copy was used to uh share the game with people that i care about so they got to play the game by me opening the game that's good I have, uh, I have many, many hundreds, possibly thousands, definitely thousands of words of, of blog posts, uh, many of which were ineffectual and ignored, praising every single thing made by Cavia. True. I was able to promote Nier from the ground floor. Okay. And I was ready to play it when it came out. I was ready, man. All right, you did your time. I just wasn't, uh, wasn't financially uh, able to live in a house, for example, at that time. Now, though, oh, baby, that's my Xbox uh, celebration. I've noticed this doesn't have a whole lot to do with the original Xbox, so I'm going to bring it back no, to that one. But it was announced as part of the 20th anniversary remake. It was one of the one of the 70 games thrown in there. Yeah, all right. So I mean, I know that's true. But that's my that's my 10 years of Xbox story. With that original one, there's some pretty good stuff on there. Crazy Taxi Three. That's probably not the first one anyone would think think of, but believe it or not, Crazy Taxi Three is still exclusive to the original Xbox and not playable on anything else. That's pretty weird. That was one of the seventy games I was hoping uh, would would be released. Crazy Taxi Three. Yeah. During the big dump, the final dump of games. You got Gun Valkyrie on there, Gun which Valkyrie. is like. Yeah, that was one of the seventy games. Was it? Yeah, it's on all the Xboxes now. Wow. I, I bought it the other day. It was uh, what ten bucks. And didn't they put uh, Stubbs the Zombie on there recently, which was also exclusive for a long time? No, I thought Stubbs the, the Zombie is having like a full, full-blown full Oh, yeah, it's getting made. a remaster or whatever. They're expanding that stuff. Yeah, so it's probably going to have like all of that music removed. Flaming Lips perform If I Only Had a Brain from uh, uh, The Wizard of Oz as their contribution to that, that soundtrack. A very strange choice. It's like they didn't exactly. It was supposed to be covers of 50s songs. Anyway. I liked that game, and I had it for a long time and I kept watching the price go up and and thinking to myself good thing I still got my copy and then uh recently I actually went and looked and uh guess I sold it probably about 15 years ago cuz <laughs> I <laughs> sure don't have a copy of it. Oh that that brings us back to that Phantom Games question we had. Mhm. Um, um so my my first memory of the Xbox outside of it just being announced or whatever I wasn't really paying attention to games much at the time 
But I did go to CES because I lived in Vegas and I could. And I don't know if they debuted it, debuted it there, but it was one of the first times that anyone had seen it. And their demo game that they were showing on a loop at the Microsoft booth was Malice. Do you remember yeah. Malice? Yes. Yeah. I, I think I've told a story about this too, where they came to they came to my college and they were doing like a tour showing this new console they had and showing off Malice. And I was like, what why are they what are they showing this game for? Anyway, my memory of standing in that booth and going, okay, that's a new console is uh, someone in a business suit also huddled around this TV going, it looks just like the Dreamcast. There you go, Xbox. You nice. look just like the Dreamcast. My primary dream of the uh, the original Xbox, my, my, my dream, I call it, it's because it's a memory so long ago, you know, what else can we call it, was I was visiting my parents for the 4th of July, uh, 2002. And my big brother, who uh, had been serially quitting and rejoining the, the video game player community since 1993, gave up in the middle of Secret of Mana, decided games were for girls and babies, and uh, he wanted to just go be a tough man. He bought an Xbox just for Halo, roundly ripped through the campaign, and then came over and was like, you want this Xbox? He just gave it to me. And I'm like, I'm not going to take an Xbox back to Japan. So what I did was I played through Halo with my buddy. While my parents and my little brother went to Delaware, first of all, Delaware for vacation, you got to raise your standards a tiny bit. I mean, of all places, they wanted right? that tax shelter. Yeah, they went over to Delaware so they could enjoy a zero sales tax pizza for a couple of days and uh, my yeah, incorporate buddy, some businesses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> set up a couple of LLCs. My buddy from Terre Haute, Indiana, go Terre Haute, Rose Holman Institute, etc., came up and uh, we played through Halo co-op on my parents' 35-inch RCA TV, which I had been previously forbidden from plugging a game console into my entire life. My serious answer is that I think the Xbox, by being a little bit of an open platform, not by choice, ushered in the idea that these boxes under our TVs are our entertainment centers and not just a video game console, because, yeah, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. All right. I like how all subsequent Xboxes are just the Xbox. I, you know what? I now honestly fully believe they give them bad names on purpose so that you just call it the Xbox. The Xbox. I have an Xbox. I honestly believe that. Uh, isn't the Grand Theft Auto trilogy remaster in its way Rockstar's greatest heist of all? <laughs> Maybe. With all of its, uh, its bugs and problems. It's uh, a little interesting. I saw Jim Stormdancer talking about this and saying, looking at all these bugs makes him really want to play it. But he knows that rather than seeing hilarious bugs all the time, he's just going to have to play a regular game and it's just going to be straight almost all the time, which is which is true. I've had that exact feeling where like, yeah. I want to see a texture that morphs into a human face on the side of a thing while I'm riding a boat. But I know I'm not going to see that. Did you see the donut shop thing? Yeah. 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 That's egregious. That's my favorite. It reminds thing. me of like cartoons that have weird not quite english in the backgrounds because the korean animators don't speak english you know like that that's what it reminds me of that i think a lot of this art was outsourced and when they you know upscaled textures or in that case you know rounded off the edges of of the model i think they you know were not native english speakers they didn't understand the text and no one on the rockstar side caught it right yeah maybe i feel like oh we should explain it for people that maybe haven't seen it which is that there is a there's a donut shop called, was it Tough Nut or something like Tough that? Tough Nut, yeah. Where in the original, it was a, a hex nut, like a, like a, you know, like a, a nut and bolt nut. Yeah. And it was referencing the fact that the donut itself was not round. I, I assumed it was like a joke they made on that because like there's a big donut next to it, which is also spiky. And then they wound up around for the remaster. They rounded off the both of them. 
The nut is perfectly round. Absolutely bonkers and hilarious. My favorite is there's a takeout menu where everything is 29 cents, and obviously it's supposed to be 69 cents. And it's a bad joke, but yeah. they ruined the it's, joke. It's uh, quite interesting. I see a lot on the internet people being like, Rockstar makes a billion dollars a minute or whatever it is, and they're like, can't they just uh, commit to a good remaster? It's like, I guess they could. Also, those games are real big, and there's a lot of stuff in them. Also, I played a couple of those remasters. They're all right. I mean, the rain thing is pretty bad. Yeah. But that's something that'll probably get fixed quickly rather than later. Though, man, yeah, I guess uh, they're going to have to just commit to continually updating it. The weird thing is I recently replayed all three PS2 Grand Theft Autos on PS2 uh, for a thing that I'm working on. Let's see if you can guess what thing. Let me know in the comments below, etc. Those games are pretty old and crusty and ugly and dirty. They're very, very ugly video games. I actually think these ugly remasters are fitting. And there's a lot of people who are like, you know, there's like a mod community, right? And you know that there were original PC releases of these, these Grand Theft Auto games, and you can still sort of play them today, though they're incredibly, incredibly hobbled by terrible problems. Like if you turn the frame rate up to 60 on Vice City, you can't ride a motorcycle because it keeps like dipping into the ground wow. as you as you accelerate. The the brakes are too hard on the cars. There's a million problems you need to install like pre-made mods to fix. And once you fix them all, which is several hours of work per game, the games are pretty legit. There are a lot of modders have have, have done like these realistic texture packs, replacing all the character models, very passionately updating this game to make it look as close to Grand Theft Auto V as possible. Though having replayed the PS2 games very recently and just kind of wallowing in the ugliness of them and really genuinely enjoying the ugliness, I actually think the art direction of these remasters is really good. Having said that, all the stuff involving AI upscaling and uh, joke misunderstanding is is pretty egregious. I'm going to do my recommendation early again. My recommendation, if you're a video game engineer, stop tying physics to frame rate, please. Oh, yeah. Right. Hopefully nobody does that anymore, right? When's the most recent, like, really bad example of that happening? All of them still do that. I mean, the, the Nier remake was an example of that. You could mod it to up the frame rate to 120, but it broke a couple things because physics were tied to frame oh, rate. Oh, yeah. That's not good. I know that, like, uh, original Dark Souls on PC, physics were tied to frame rate. I mean, it's kind of hard not to. Like, you get a, you want to know a, a solid duration for how long things take in code rather than in time. Frame rate is the is the thing you got. It's true that it would be nice to decouple it. Are there some things about video games that took you a while to understand, but you feel like you finally get now? I feel like first time I played a video game, I just kind of basically understood the whole thing. Yeah, which is why I thought there might be one or two things that I get. Congratulations! All I understand everything. Dark Souls mm. is going to be real popular someday. Is what I said when I played. Oh. <laughs> I feel like one day I'll play a fighting game and go, oh, that's how you play these. But that hasn't happened yet. No, those are good ones, dude. Yeah. I mean, I think it won't just happen. It'll have to be like. Commitment to learn. Yeah. I'll have to go to someone's house and be like, teach me. Or or it'll be like you and Amanda want to get into fighting games together. That's the only way it would really have. Like you have to have someone at the same skill level roughly as you Mm -hmm. who's dedicated. One of you has to be dedicated at least. Okay. And then you can get better and figure stuff out together. You you have to have someone to play with consistently or else it just won't stick. I don't want to do that. Okay. So you'll never learn anything about video games. If it? you found one that the two of you were like, this seems fun. Maybe you would. Like maybe you'll play the Warner Brothers Smash mm. Multiverse. 
Yeah. yeah, it could be Tom and Jerry at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's greedy that they let you be Tom, <laughs> Tom and, and Jerry. Yeah, you should I have time. to pick. So can you like throw Jerry into their mouths? That's what I want to do. Uh, they haven't shown off the move set yet, but I imagine that's part of it. Yeah, you throw Jerry into their mouth and they start choking on Jerry and then you yeah. go over and like swipe him with your claw and there's it's really bloody, it's really awful. And then Rick from Rick and Morty suffocates on Jerry's body. Yeah. Is Rick yeah, from yeah. Rick and Morty in there? That's the rumor that Rick from Rick and Morty is going to be in there. He hasn't been officially teased, but like there have been some leaks that kind of show him. Is that picture I saw? Is that the uh, like the, just the starting roster? Is it? Yeah, that's the starting. There's, it's uh, going to be free to play, and they're going to add people oh, to it. Man. Yeah, the fatalities are going to be brutal in that game. Absolutely. Why do people keep thinking free to play is going to work? That's a joke about <laughs> Fortnite uh, making billions of dollars. Nice, good joke. Maybe that's something that took me a while to get. I disparaged free to play, uh, but I didn't really disparage it. I remember saying in an article a long time ago that the best free-to-play game is just going to be a triple-A game that has some cosmetic options, and that's sort of what Fortnite is. Yeah. When's there going to be like a free-to-play Uncharted? Genshin Impact is like a free-to-play Breath of the Wild, so they yeah, kind of... kind of. Is it really a free-to-play Breath of the Wild? No, it isn't really, but it is enough. It's as much as like a free-to-play Uncharted would be a free-to-play Uncharted, you know? Obviously, it's not the same thing, but hits a similar spot for people. I would say. I feel like they could make a free-to-play Uncharted. I don't know why I'm saying Uncharted is like the, the pinnacle of AAA video games. Maybe it is. You're just thinking about that jump yell. Yeah. Oh, God. That, that scream is beautiful. I want to put it on my soundboard later. <laughs> Please do. Next question. Wait, I have a real answer. Okay. Japanese. I learned it a little hey. bit. And uh, so the games that I played in Japanese at first when I was a... A very young child couldn't understand what they were saying. Later on, I could. That's good. This is not true for me. I understood Japanese first time I saw the language. <laughs> Immediately, <laughs> just looked at it. Said, "I, I see what I see. What, I see. What I see what they're doing here." I know kung fu. Exactly that too. I mean, I learned kung fu uh, from playing kung fu. What will be the too cheeky Game of Thrones reference designed to go viral on social media in Elden Ring? Oh no. You know, I didn't watch the Elden Ring gameplay footage that has been all over the internet. There's there's people just broadcasting their gameplay, right? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Yeah, there's, there's, there'll be something. There's got to be something. Maybe they'll just do a Winter's Coming. Like, I mean, it's. I feel like if they're going to do something dumb like that, it's got to be dumb enough and easy enough that the execs can get it. So it might just be something like that. Yeah, I guess there are some execs involved in this uh I don't know, though. Who are the execs in charge of Elden Ring is a good question. Who are they? Do we know? Uh, what, what, are they, what are they like? They're Bandai Namco, obviously. So, uh, who are the guys? Japanese video game executives might know more about Game of Thrones than you'd think. Yeah, depends on the executive. There are plenty of Game of Thrones references in, like, Octopath Traveler. Mm -hmm. I got yelled at in the YouTube comments for, for pointing out a Game of Thrones reference in Octopath Traveler. Because someone's like, that's not just a Game of Thrones reference. It could be a reference to literally anything else uh, if you've read this. And I'm like, no. You know that's why they put it in. I know these guys who made this game, they definitely watched Game of Thrones. More so for the people who made Elden Ring. Game of Thrones is like slightly more popular in Japan than I thought it would have been. It achieved a genuine phenomenon status over there. Anime fans loved Game of Thrones 
as far as I can tell. That makes sense. When someone says, do what thou wilt, that is the whole of the law, you can kind of tell who's making an Aleister Crowley reference and who's making an Assassin's Creed reference. I mean, I'm looking at some of these Elden Ring screenshots. This game looks good. I still haven't finished Young and Ring, so I'm, I, I'm hey. a little bit behind the- Is Elden Ring related to Eternal Ring? All I know is that it's Spanish for the Den Ring. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Elden Ring. Frank, do a joke. <laughs> uh, I don't. I, I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I don't. I, I, I don't know. I only watched the first episode. No, just, on, the, the, on the name Elden Ring. Can I? Can I just say now that two years now after Game of Thrones ended, can I just say Game of Thrones was pretty good? Yeah, you can say it. The ending was was pretty good as well. Can we all uh, understand that a huge portion of the negativity surrounding the final season came from just the very idea of social media to begin hmm. with? The fact that if you look at like the, the viewership numbers, like 40, 50 times as many people were watching the final season as watched the prior season kind of makes it like, a, and I mean, if you look at a lot of the tweets, but like, I never watched Game of Thrones ever, but why is this guy saying this? I hate this. And it's like, oh, uh-oh. I just feel like a lot of the negativity about the last season got really overblown. It, was, it wasn't good. It wasn't as good as it could be, though I think the, the, the destination was good, how they got there, a little questionable. Could have used nine more episodes, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I think that the uh, the Game of Thrones reference is going to have something to do with the with season eight of Game of Thrones. It's going to have something to do with the ending, if anything. And uh, it's going to be funny. Maybe there will be... I mean, Brandon, you haven't watched much of Game of Thrones past the part that we watched when we were watching it together. That's correct. Probably, right? I'm pretty happy with where I stopped. I have to say. Can I just say that there may or may not be, at the end of Game of Thrones, a scene of a character closing a book... Uh, that has that has the the words a song of ice and fire written on the front page in a super fancy calligraphy (laughs) much like frodo baggins closes a book that has the lord of the rings written on the front page yeah clearly clearly i know george rr martin told the producers of game of thrones uh, told them the ending right he had to dictate the bullet points of the outline again they made some mistakes in how they got to the uh, the ending. Though I think the actual ending is really, really, really neat. The actual details. If you look at the bullet points of the ending, I'm like, it's a wonderful way to end that story. So maybe the game will end with a book closing with yeah, Elden that's, Ring yeah. on the that's, front. That's what I'm building up to here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's going to close a book that just has the words Elden Ring on the cover. Okay, <laughs> it's not just closing the book. It's Frodo in Lord of the Rings. And I won't name the character who's doing it because... That feels like a big spoiler. Yeah. The the character who who was who was finishing the the yeah. E in the it's word an FMV fire scene. at the end of a song of ice and fire. They're they're writing it in this this calligraphy script. They're writing the title on the on the front page of the book. <laughs> that's that's the shot. It's taken directly from Lord of the Rings. I know George R. R. Martin when he, whenever he finishes his books, take all the time you need, buddy. Is what I would say to him first of all because I've seen his Twitter mentions. Take all the time you need, buddy. Can we all say that, please? Just let, that, let George R. R. Martin just take his time. We don't care. Take all the time you need. Yeah, just take your, go for it. I know that that's how he's going to end that series. I know that it, that's actually going to be referenced is this character writing a song of ice and fire on a, on a page. Well, and I'm ready for it. That's how Elden Ring is going to end. Okay. Except it's going to be called The Elden Ring is what the character is going to be writing on the page. The word the is going to be in there. There you go. The Lord of the Rings, A Song of Ice and Fire, The Elden Ring. Final answer. Okay. Uh, We'll be right back after a quick break. George R. R. Martin, I know it's no good to make fun of people's names and stuff, but I always imagine it like a like a car revving up Georgia. I think of uh, George R. R. Banks. 
George R. R. Banks, the Time Sweeper? Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Okay. Right. The beloved Star Wars character, George R. R. Banks, the Time Sweeper. Happy 20th anniversary, Xbox. Now this was pod racing, because yes. they, can, they can sweep time or whatever. Or this will be pod racing. This will be pod racing. This will have become pod racing. Now that's what I would call pod racing. Volume 20. Welcome back to Insert Credit. It's time for us to go to the dirt bag. Every single week, I pick a question submitted to us by the uh, patrons at patreon.com slash insert credit, where for a nominal monthly fee, you can get access to the form, which allows you to submit questions, uh, get our regular episodes one day early. One day early. One day early. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> even uh, exclusive bonus content every month, uh, including uh, new episodes and lists and special features and the like. Bonus you never know content. what you're going to get at patreon.com slash insert credit. This yeah, week's question do. comes from Kiko, who asks, video games have a long history with killing the protagonist's horse, mm-hmm. either in gameplay or as part of the story. What are your favorite or least favorite instances of non-optional protagonist horse death? First of all, horses uh, can straight up get owned for all I care. I am literally, right this very second, wearing a jacket made out of a dead horse. Not just a horse, a bronco. A bronco hide jacket. So I don't care. I'm a vegetarian, so what? Wearing a jacket made out of a dead horse. Not just a dead horse, a dead Italian horse. Frank, what do you think about that? Yeah, uh, I'm fine with it. Screw horses. The Italian part is what I was talking about. I don't, I don't know. I have, I have no nationality that I. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not an Italian nationalist. This this joke didn't really go anywhere that, that I was hoping. For. I just started thinking about all those horses in spaghetti westerns probably being Italian horses, so they were probably neighing in Italian. I mean, there's there's a horse death in a video game that is a very effective and impactful. I hate the word impactful. That it, it comes so close to the end of the game, though, that it, and the game is so long that it feels like a horrible spoiler. Yeah, I don't like that particular game. And I thought that one was really good. I thought that was a very, very good, well-handled, actually kind of sad horse death. I mean, I've talked about this before, I think, many years ago on here, but um, in Red Dead Redemption, when, when there was that glitch that would just kill your horse and disappear them... Mm-hmm. That was very upsetting to me, and it is pretty much the reason I stopped playing the game because I did form a bond with the horse because it was kind of the the thing you could form a bond with, and then it, it was just like if you tether your horse to this one post in this one place, did it blow up? It will no. It just if you turn the game off and turn it back on, it won't be there anymore. It's just gone. It's not the hitching post. It's the ditching post. Yeah, it's the <laughs> nice. ditching post, and uh, ditch my horse. One of the horse deaths uh, that I think, uh, it's not even one of the horse deaths, some of the horse deaths that I think were sort of inappropriate were in Red Dead Redemption 1, when the protagonist kept just shooting his horse. <laughs> yeah. And then skinning his own horse. That happened yeah. to me too. And then wrangling another horse and then shooting that horse as well. Just, just over just and over. Broadside blasting the that bucking bronco with the... Big both <laughs> barrels of buckshot, just knocking it off all four of its legs. Yeah. Well, the worst was when he was like riding full speed on the horse and he pulled out his gun and just pointed it down at the horse's head and shot it while riding and then got launched off. That was terrible. <laughs> that was weird. And then there was the time when he took his horse to the top of a very high mountain, yeah. got off, shot the horse right in the mouth, and then kicked the horse's body 
off of the cliff. That first one was so awkward. I mean, I'm glad they fixed a lot of that. Y'all are some very disturbed Red Dead Redemption players, in my opinion. (laughs) You know, you actually can't kill your own horse in Red Dead Redemption 2. Did you all know this? They don't let you do it. I didn't. Horrible. They won't let you shoot your horse. Good. That's like when they stopped letting you kill children in Fallout. What's even the point anymore? You can't kill dogs in Red Dead Redemption 2. Good. You can kill uh, like 500 animals. Okay, it's not 500. There's Somebody corrected <laughs> me in my YouTube comments. Uh, well, that's weird. If you can kill all the other animals, but not a dog or yeah, a horse. You can kill good. squirrels, bears, uh, rats, raccoons, possums. Larry's, Deers, Jerry's. You know what it was? They they didn't want to end up on that can you kill the dog Twitter. Oh, yeah. Can you kill the dog? It's yeah. a surprisingly sparse Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of tweets from that I one. Think, I think the horse came back, but my the only answer that I can think of for a horse death that I've experienced, and I don't think he actually died, was maybe the one Tim was talking about, which is Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, no, not that one. No, okay. I'm talking, I thought he was talking about that one, I know too. which one he's talking about. Yeah, so so that actually is, that, that is a pretty good one. Yeah, that's another one that as you were describing for the mystery game is 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 fairly tasteful and upsetting and and you have gotten uh, quite attached to your horse at that point but also having played eco i knew that was coming like he, yeah. i was like yeah he's going to do that again just like he did he's going he's going to kill him. yeah does the guardian die in the last guardian probably nobody has finished that game but probably yeah. you know what it's it's been 5 years now Last Guardian blows, dude. Yeah. Kind of bad. Fumito Ueda was was a one-trick pony, and uh, he tricked twice. (laughs) Um, And then the third trick, ooh, that's where it starts to get bad. I think he's got more in the tank. I think think he's going (laughs) to slink slink away. Um, Can I just say, in The Last of Us, you have a horse that you you have for, like, five minutes that is then brutally killed, and it's like, like, oh, okay. You just don't want me to have a vehicle anymore? What is this? It's like you have this horse for like less than a minute, and then your 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 protagonist is sad. Last of Us won. She's sad that the horse is dead, but only for like a moment because much worse stuff is happening around her. And that's like very close to the end of the game. It's a very strange horse death IMO. It's pretty good. It's quite gratuitous. Uh, so I find that one of the greatest personal motivators is spite. How do video games take advantage of that? Spite? Well, I mean, I guess all competitive video games <laughs> pretty much foster that like uh, going back to the xbox thing teabagging xbox definitely got me to understand first person shooters like without halo 2 being played on a controller i don't think i ever would have gotten into first person shooters because doom didn't do it for me back in the day i like it more now kind of and like playing counter-strike and whatever on the pc wasn't wasn't really working but when i got into halo with dual analog control that worked worked quite well so uh revenge kills and stuff are very well represented in mm-hmm. in halo and other games but halo was the first one i remember where you got owned like 10 times in a row and then you went back and got that guy that got you then they'd have something like revenge kill or whatever they really uh amped the spite up in pretty much all those all those games the the saltiness yeah mm-hmm. yep otherwise like I, f- I feel like so many games and characters in the early 2000s were just informed by late 90s early 2000s movies where everyone hated each other and that spite was the only motivator of anybody to do anything and everyone's just mad at each other all the time uh i can't think of specific examples but it's like you know probably blood rain was like that i don't know just any of those games where people could talk and it was close enough to the 90s that people were still just like out sarcasming each other it's just awful spite. Mm, i feel like spite is uh 
Spite is something I personally don't really understand uh, through experience. I don't like it very much. Not something I have much experience uh, performing. Well, even in games that you're not enjoying that you complete anyway, is that not spite? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at here. Is mm. that spite? I don't. I I've never beaten a game out of spite. Like ha. You thought that you were going to defeat me, but I am going to defeat you because I still feel like I lost if I spent so much time with something that I'm not enjoying. <laughs> like fighting against it and winning is uh, the only way to win is not to play in that scenario. I am H.O. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I got, I've beaten some games that I wasn't really enjoying, though I never really thought of it as, uh, as trying, to, trying to prove myself better than the game. I only do it for the Chivos. Oh, yeah. I'm talking achievement points and gamer score, Jerry. Oh. That's not true. That's not true at all. Oh, the Game of Thrones references in Elden Ring will be in all the achievement names. That's true. That's a good point. There'll be one in there. I still think there's going to be a book. <laughs> oh, there's got to be. The Elden the Ring. Ring. El Elden Ring. It's a wonderful book, and is it finally finished? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's how it's going to end. Uh, it's finally finished. Now time to relax. And then there's going to be a sound outside the door, hoof beats. He's going to open the door, and there's going to be like a, a fiend of some sort. Come with me, there's unfinished business. And then it says Elden Ring, coming soon, part two. Wow, there's a lot of pages where the protagonist just dies and the chapter starts over. And then the guy flips the book and he goes, wait, half the pages are empty. <laughs> yeah, there you That's. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Way to set up the sequel there. You should be in charge of this. You absolutely should, yeah. I mean, is spite something people think of? Uh, I, I don't know. Is it something people think of when they're playing a Dark Souls game? Do they feel like they're... I think so. Because uh, Some they, people. Well, what's the difference between spite and holding a grudge? I, I feel like spite is a little different. I feel like the in the Souls, is, it's it's a little more like you, you hold a grudge against the thing that killed you, and it's, it's less well, like... Well, there's a dozen or so philosophical conversations we could have about this, and there are too many that are had about different interpretations of the word difficulty re uh, souls game yeah uh and uh, i believe now the popular opinion is uh is that souls games aren't hard they're they're fair uh they're just a little tricky and they're funny so i feel like you don't actually you don't feel like you're you're spiting like a an obnoxious uh obtuse opaque obscure souls obstacle by remembering where it is next time yeah but maybe with the human players i think that might be when when someone invades your game you're killing a guy who just showed up in your game i think yeah. it's all about pvp man. i don't know what this says though i killed every single person who invaded my game in demon souls when, uh, for ps5 i don't know if that's uh it's a little spiteful maybe i mean i mean well no i mean they tried to kill me man that's true they came right at me like none okay. of them were friendly i mean they're not all right I mean, I speaking know. of unfriendlies is Bobby Kotick a singular evil dunce or indicative of a culture shared by major C-level game company executives? It's the latter one. There's nothing special about that guy. Take yeah. game company out of there. Yeah. These people are psychos. The conversation surrounding this Activision thing, all conversations on the internet will always get worse uh, and they will get less informative. It, it'll be less possible for anyone to say or understand anything. Uh, as time goes on, unless the entire nature of the internet is refoundationalized, I'm seeing a lot of bad conversation about what to do. Uh, people making fun of people who are saying, don't stop buying Activision games because people work there. You got to get rid of the executives. There's a whole lot of stuff to say. There's too much stuff to say about this. Though, uh, should Bobby Kotick quit? Should he resign? 
Should he yeah. die? Should he get owned? Probably. Um, probably he should. He shouldn't be there. But uh, man, the 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 poison. It's it's all rotten when it comes to people with lots of money. Mm-hmm. When it comes to a person who who gets a hundred million dollars as like a a year end bonus, you can't hurt this guy. You just can't. Realistically, you don't get rich. By caring what people think about yeah, by you. by being, being normal or doing nice stuff. Like, yeah. under this capitalism, what we get, you just don't, you don't get to that level of money by being a cool guy. Some zoologists would argue there are different species from us, these rich people. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure we could find somebody to, to go on record. <laughs> like, oh, that's not really a human. Have, have you ever met a really rich person? Uh, you, you have, Tim, I know. I've met some real, I've met some of them, yeah. They're not exceptional. They're just no. as dumb as everybody else. You see, like pictures of Jeff Bezos' big yacht. That yacht would have such cool stuff on it if it was like my yacht, which is what <laughs> you're supposed to think when you yeah. see it. Yeah. yeah. When you see a weird, gross, like toady man with bad clothes driving a Lamborghini, you know, it's like oh, I would be so cool to drive that Lamborghini. And it's like, yeah, it's not mine though. It's uh, they sell these to to freaks. Good taste doesn't make you money. Yeah. So I mean, there's 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 nothing special about Bobby. About Big Bob or whatever his name is, he's just a dirtbag. He's yeah, he's just, just a, he's one. just a dirtbag idiot. He's just just one of them. There is value to uh, to calling it out, and and I'm yeah. glad oh, that, sure. that we're calling it out. But yeah, it's not like once you get rid of him, the problems are solved. Right. So I will say the reason I preface all this with this talk about how how difficult it is to have a conversation about anything uh, is I saw that that Bloomberg article by Jason Schreier from a couple hours ago about Phil Spencer, uh, in case you didn't see it, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing bad. It's Phil Spencer, not only saying Bobby Kotick sucks, uh, we're saddened to learn the extent of how much Bobby Kotick sucks. I'm paraphrasing here. He's like, we're rethinking our, our business partnership with Activision, which is Mm. pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, who knows what that means, though? It doesn't mean anything. It's it's. I, yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate that he's saying it, but it's yeah, like anyone something. can say anything right now because nobody has a positive opinion. On the other hand, Phil Spencer did. He said it. He said it. Yeah, he did. First of all, say it, and then he also, less than a week earlier, saw to it personally that uh, uh, Near is released in 4K 60. Mm. That's true. For all Xbox consoles. He spoke out in terms of uh, hating NFTs. He as did. Well. He said he didn't like NFTs, and he said that the industry needs to come together around emulation to preserve video games. Yeah. In so the that's like three, three extremely cool things. Yeah, he that's did. three for three. Four things, if you count. Yeah. To, uh, I'm not even joking about. Uh, the guy loves JRPGs, so uh, he probably did say it's got to be near, dude. You got to get it on there. Mm-hmm. Well, now I feel happy that I got him into that uh, into that party at, at Dice. Two years ago. See, there you go. Guy's cool. Doesn't wear a suit on stage. So that's the kind of guy who, uh, if they replace Bobby Kotick with somebody like him. Joel Spencer, come on, insert credit. Yeah, let's get him on here. Yeah, oh, he could he could do it. His Twitter okay. avatar was IDARB for a while. That was cool. Yeah, we uh-huh. can get him on yeah, here. I worked on that. Thanks, man. You have the closest connection then. <laughs> I didn't get him into no party. I've never seen him. I don't, I don't think I've ever spoken to him in person, so. Brandon clearly has. I squandered I my opportunity by, by complaining about the Xbox One Series X name. <laughs> no. The, see, I'm 100% convinced it's on purpose. Yeah. It's just the Xbox because now it's a it's it's like an equality thing. Like, it doesn't matter which Xbox you have. There are currently, uh, what, four valid Xbox consoles you can have that ha- yeah. all have Forza Horizon 5 on them. No, it's true. I did begin to understand that after he uh, after he talked to me. About it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, I, I said hi to him once, and we also both love Lost Odyssey. He had one of a, a game Frank worked on as his Twitter avatar. 
and Brandon got him into a party, but then viciously uh, insulted him. Yes, as is my way. So there you go. How does that okay. work out? Could we get the disgraced Bobby on the show and uh, and slam him? No, he doesn't even know what a podcast is, probably. No, uh, he's never heard one before. I've got one last question before I let us go. Let's uh, do it. What are, respectively, the Neuromancer and Snow Crash of video games? Oh, man. That's an interesting one. I think Doom. Neuromancer by William Gibson and Snow Crash by Neil Stephenson. Mm-hmm. Those are the uh, two of the seminal cyberpunk works. I just read 28 cyberpunk novels uh, this year. Not mm-hmm. a lot of good ones. There's there's a lot of really good ones, dude. Oh, I feel like there aren't. Uh, I've oh. read a bunch of them, and I, I feel like a lot of them are not that good. Have you read K.W. Jeter's uh, The Glass Hammer? And, uh, nope. Have you read that book? Read The Glass Hammer, dude. Okay. I mean, well, you got to read. Uh, it's it's part of a series. I'll put it on the list. Get those Jeter books. Read those Jeter books. Those are hot. They're sick. So do we want to approach this from the angle of cyberpunk or just in general to, to competing seminal works in a genre? Because it could just be Mario and Sonic. I mean, in terms of what they are, Neuromancer came out in, in 84 and uh, Snow Crash came out in 92. Yeah. Right. And we don't have to do the exact years that there's like that much of a gap. Snow Crash is equally pol- is is actually a little bit more political than Neuromancer, believe it or not. And it's a little bit better written. No offense to William Gibson. Uh, William Gibson is uh, uh, when you when you look at the whole of his of his body of work, you see uh, what he was what he was building with uh, the way he wrote. So, I mean, I just reread Neuromancer uh, this year. Very, it's very sparkling. Whereas uh, Snow Crash is uh, yeah, it's muddier, but. A light, but, comical, more impressive tone that I, f- I feel like I can, uh, like Snow Crash, I can visualize the spaces that are being described, and Neuromancer, and basically any other William Gibson book, I can't picture what he's writing about at any time yeah. because, like, his descriptions of spaces are always so vague and hand wavy that I'm not sure he knows what they look like. Yeah, I don't think he's 100% always concerned with exactly what they look like. That's like the biggest, starkest difference between those. Well, which ones have you read? Have you read the whole uh, the whole Sprawl trilogy, the the Neuromancer trilogy? Have you read that one? Have you yeah. read Burning Chrome? Yeah. The the short story collection. Yep. I mean, some of the later stuff. I think his Bridge trilogy is real good. I think the writing in that is real good. The writing in his new stuff is amazing, even though it's a little bit uh, uh, questionably bonkers. <laughs> I mean, clearly the answer is like Super Mario Brothers. And Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, and I uh, think that Sonic is Snow Crash and Super Mario is... No, no, uh, yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, like Snow Crash is, uh, is the one that got a whole bunch of dudes thinking, oh, I want to be a writer. A whole mm-hmm. bunch of dudes wanted to be a writer because they read Snow Crash. Neil Stevenson doesn't make writing look easy, he, it, though he does make it look like extremely fun, you know? And yeah. that's what Sonic's all about, making itself look extremely fun. Uh, yeah, in TV commercials and such. Yeah, where Mario's more uh, foundational, especially if we're talking about Super Mario Brothers versus like Sonic Two. The original, the original Super Mario Brothers, not not uh, oh, sure. not Sonic's contemporaneous Super Mario Brothers, yeah. or yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, that's that's the boring issue. That actually comes around to being like asking the question, what's the Super Mario Brothers and Sonic the Hedgehog of food or whatever? Like that's that seems like a new question template, right? You can probably work out a million similar answers to this. Yeah. What are the Super Mario Brothers and Sonic the Hedgehog of food? Do that one. That's a put that one in the bank for later. <laughs> if we want to stick to the cyberpunk theming, uh, I would say uh, Neuromancer yes. is uh, is is Shadow Shadowrun for a uh, uh, Mega CD, and and uh, Snow Crash is 
Shadow Run for the Super Nintendo. So there you go. That's uh that's my answer there. That's a good answer. No, uh Neuromancer is Buck Rogers Countdown to Doomsday, uh specifically for the Sega Mega Drive, and uh, Snow Crash is Shadow Run for the Super Nintendo. Final answer. Sure. I will accept it. We're running a little tight uh, this week on time, so I think we should skip over the lightning round right on to recommendations. Uh, Frank, you already did yours. <laughs> yeah, I guess I do. I, I want to make another recommendation. Okay. Um, if you are in uh, marketing or television production or, 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 or film production or even game production, let's retire the last countdown for at least five years. Like, we're, we're done. That song's done. What do you mean just, the final countdown? The final countdown. Final yeah. countdown. That song. Let's just stop using that song. Let's just. I think that's so. It, you know, it like Arrested Development. I think should have been the end of it. I, I actually yeah. have a specific moment where it died for me. Um, and it was it was also the exact moment that I thought to myself, "Wow, Hillary Clinton might lose." Wasn't the song <laughs> itself supposed to be the last instance of itself? It yeah. should have been. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's supposed to be played once in history and then never again. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was the final countdown, and then it ended. And so just sense. stop stop using the song. It's in that trailer for that, that 8-bit Christmas movie or whatever. It's in uh, that Guardians of the Galaxy game. It's just it's stop. It's done. We're done. It was in a Geico commercial. No I more. I actually looked at like the track list for that Guardians of the Galaxy game. It's like a slightly worse playlist than the one from the movie. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like it has none of the same songs that are in either of the movies. It's like a person with like slightly worse taste. Good game, though. It was a recommendation of mine like two or three episodes ago. I like yeah. yeah, I mean, I've, I've been looking at it and thinking maybe I'll give it a shot. Anyway, that's my recommendation. Please stop using that, that song. Thank you. Well, I have, a, I have a related recommendation now that Frank has said that. Yeah. The, the recommendation is you should check out Europe's first two albums. Nice. Bef- because they're really good. And people think about them mm-hmm. as the band that does the final countdown. But if you like Iron Maiden, but with more high fantasy, or if you like Rainbow or Dio and stuff. Dio from JoJo? Extra, yeah, Dio from JoJo. Uh, it's extra extra Swedish version of all of that. And the, those first two albums are really good, and you should enjoy them if you like that kind of music. Brandon, wouldn't the first two albums from Europe be like Johann Sebastian Bach? <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> Maybe. Excellent joke. Mo's, Mozart? <laughs> Mozart. Uh, some kind of a cheese. So I got uh, another recommendation here, which is, have you ever gotten one of those Visa gift cards? Or, or MasterCard, kind of a, like you just get a credit card, gift card. And th- the whole scam around it is that somebody pays money to get this card that's worth X amount of money. So they've already gotten money for that. And then there's a fee associated with the usage of that card online. So you can't get the full amount ever. And you can't just like buy another card with it, like a, a Target gift card, because then there's an extra fee on top of that. So they're really, really hard to use the full value of. And so Visa gets to make a couple extra bucks when when you don't Mm. use the whole thing. And they kind of count on that. So a way that you can use those entire cards if you wind up getting them, because we wind up getting some over here, take it into a either a restaurant where you can split the check a bunch of ways, as long as you know exactly what's on there, you can use it for that. And, and wind up getting the full value. And the other thing you can do is at certain retail stores like Home Depot, for example, you, when you just slide the card in there, it'll automatically, if the thing you're buying is more than what the card's value is, it'll just deduct that value from the card and then you can just yeah. use the whole thing. 
I did that with one recently at uh, Book Off in New York, where Excellent. I had like a $102 order and I used 100 bucks on the card and then paid the rest in cash. Yeah, it's great. And so just keep in mind, physical locations are where you can use these things best. And yes. otherwise, you're going to wind up with Visa getting extra money for the literal scam they're trying to perpetrate on uh, all of us. And so uh, it's a it's a point of pride for me to be able to use all the money on those stupid things. So you too can do that if you do it in person in a, in human space. Okay, that's that's my recommendations. Meat space. Meat space. Did I say that? I didn't mean to. I, I thought I said human no, space. No, you said human okay. space. I thought you were, yeah, human space. I thought you were talking about meat yeah, space. I don't, I don't like that. Super meat space. Yeah, that's nothing. When I was in high school, there was a boy made of meat. Nobody liked him. There's a line that I wrote for a script <laughs> that got cut recently. I recently wrote a script. I can I, I didn't know I was able to talk about this because I didn't realize the thing had been filmed, edited, and posted. Though I recently wrote a script for uh, none other than Mr. Star Wars himself, Mark Hamill. Yeah, I was uh, I was gonna be writing some of that, but then apparently I guess uh you wound up doing it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean maybe they thought I wasn't gonna do it. But yeah, I wrote it. It, it was you know, it was like a, a day of work for me. Yeah. So it was a there was a part where, um, you know, they show like a trailer for Super Meat Boy forever or whatever. And uh, Mark Hamill goes, I went to school with a boy made of meat. Nobody liked him. I thought that would have been good. It's a yeah, good that's joke. Yeah, pretty funny. Do you have any recommendations, Tim? Do I have any recommendations? <sighs> I got a couple, though. I mean, I don't know. Do we uh, Do we want to hear? Well, let, let's pause here because yeah. I, I, I should yeah. go. So why don't yeah, I yeah, just, just do, again. let me do, I'm, I'm Frank Cifaldi. There. Okay, there I you gotta go. go. See Thank you. you. Thank you. Just, Bye. Bye. just bank that. Just bank it. Uh, yeah, I was just I was gonna make Esper pull it from a previous episode if Frank didn't do that. That's pretty good. Oh yeah. So uh, what what is my recommendation? Uh, my recommendation is uh, I don't know. I got like I I was thinking of these. I had a whole bunch of them written down, and now it's just I don't know. Uh, man, you know what a good question would be is uh, what's the coronavirus booster shot of video games? That is a good question. I'm writing that down. Yeah, write that down. Give that. You put that one on there. I was on the bus and I was writing writing a bunch of questions that uh, I thought would be funny. I don't know why I was writing uh, episode questions. Am I hosting this one? Um, uh, let's say you won this episode, so you can ask one next week. Oh, okay, just one, huh? My recommendation. Well, actually, it's oh, never mind. I I kind of thought we were done, but uh, we're oh, not. okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I can I can give a recommendation. My recommendation for everyone is I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, mean, <laughs> right. I have a bunch. I have a bunch of things I want to recommend that I just don't want. People to then ask me 800 questions uh, okay. for clarification. Um, that's about. fine. We can do one next week. It's okay not to have a recommendation. Why did you recommend this? I have and, a couple uh, recommendations. Oh, uh, first it. of all, I'd like to recommend that uh, Bobby Kodak walk into a forest and never return. Mm-hmm. He's going to gain power. I'd also like to recommend that if you're listening to this show on any platform where you can subscribe to or review podcasts, that you do those things in that way to keep the algorithms pushing us to the front of everybody's minds. You could also go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own topics, get our regular episodes one day early. One mm-hmm. day early? One day early. One day early. I'm yeah. done with that joke. I don't know if you noticed. Okay. But I'm retiring it from myself. You can keep it. You're allowed to not do it anymore. That's fine. I uh, I, I like to make new jokes uh, Keep you know at least every once in a while. All right. At least, um, at least you know what? once in a while. We'll see if it's run its course. We'll talk about it. And uh, you can even access monthly bonus episodes and other exclusive content. You can join us on forums.insertcredit.com and also follow us on Twitter for our own personal updates and projects. The show is at Insert Credit. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Frank is at Frank Cifaldi. Tim is at 108. 
and Brandon is at NecroSofty. That's Softy with a Y. Uh, this show is edited by Esper Quinn <laughs> with music by Kirk Feldman. Once more, I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And you have now saved your game. Oh, you did it not in passive voice. Yeah, That's pretty yeah, yeah. good. Welcome back, Tim. My gift to oh, you. Very good. Good work.